Welcome to the podcast, Travel Nursing and Allied Life. My guest today has been a recruiter for over 15 years, 10 of them with his current company, and has been named the Travel Recruiter of the Year for 2016 through 2019 for Health Trust Workforce Solutions. He continues to be the top travel producer for Health Trust's travel division and became a subject matter expert in their enterprise staffing system, Workforce 2.0. He's found recruiting to be a natural fit with his inherent strengths of directness and integrity. And like many recruiters in this field, he works hard in keeping his travelers up to date on the status of their applications. If you're a travel nurse who has been on assignment in H- with HCA in Florida, Texas, or Alaska, Chances are you've spoken to him at one point or another. Welcome to the podcast, Eric Katz. Hi there, thank Eric. Thank you so much. Hey, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having. Thank you for the kind words, and uh, yeah, definitely uh, happy to be here. So thanks for this great opportunity. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Where are you calling in from today? So I'm located now in. Um, I actually recently, but just moved in. I'm a full time remote now, but I'm in Orlando, Florida. So. Oh, Florida. Happy to be up here. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Moved Excellent. up from Fort Lauderdale, um, where our office is kind of down near the corporate office. And uh, it's fantastic up here. I love it. Very nice. Uh, so we have been, Health Trust has been a longtime supporter at TravCon. So we really were excited when you um, wanted to come aboard and talk with us. And they've been with us for several years, though it sounds like yep. you have not been to TravCon yet. It's something that's... No. Uh, <laughs> It's a no, long no, way. To, no. It's a long way to come to Vegas for sure. Yeah, I'm not a big plane flyer, but um, I've been asked many times, and one of these years, I definitely will make it out there. I, I have a lot of my clinicians that say, "How come you're not a Travcon?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, just haven't had the time to get out there." But it's it sooner or later, I'll, I'll get out there for sure. I know it was kind of a bummer this year; it was uh, delayed because of uh, the pandemic. But you know, next year I'm sure will be amazing. Of course, I think it will be. It's the 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 built-up demand, I think, will be pretty exciting. People understand why we had to cancel. It was something we had to do. But they're pretty yeah. excited that that ability, even wearing a mask, it, the ability to get together and be social and see each other is is pretty big. Yeah. Yep, for sure. So uh, this is the Exhibitor Minute. And what we'd like to talk on on the Exhibitor Minute is something that recruiters or companies might do behind the scenes that the traveler, I traveled for quite a few years, the traveler doesn't realize what's going on behind the scenes. What would you like to share with us today that you think is uh, good for them to know? I mean, with us, I mean, our big thing behind the scenes is our whole onboarding and credentialing process. Um, A lot of people get frustrated because they feel like, you know, things get asked for last minute. Um, they come back and things get rejected, like a little frustrating. And and I totally get that Uh, as, you know, a recruiter here, I'm very, very involved, probably too over-involved in in that process, because again, I want to eliminate as much as that as possible for my clinicians, um, because it can be very frustrating. You know, at the end of the day, like I, I'll wind up doing things myself just because, Hey, like this person's a little frustrated, you know, come to me. I'm happy to always get you a solution and, uh, you know, work behind the scenes to make things happen. Um, overall documents are, you know, within our company, we're very, very strict and even like little things that you think wouldn't matter, like, you know, like an I-9, they leave off a date or something like that. Like it gets rejected. And and again, people get frustrated because they're like, okay, I already submitted that, you know, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'll review with them and say, here's what you need to do. You know, that way it's not over back and forth, back and forth. 
and it just makes for a better experience, I think, from the clinician side. And there's a lot of credentials to keep track of. I know I did ER and ICU. I mean, you have your BLS pals, you have all your your licenses, uh, the certificates, things like that. So there's a lot to keep track of. Do you have a a standard format you recommend that travelers uh, keep with them so it makes it a little bit easier? Because it's a real pain point for the traveler to always have to do this with each company. I mean, for us, our our requirements are pretty simple, believe it or not, for, for the HJ facilities. Like we're, you know, titers are super important to have, obviously, because most of our facilities do require them. Um, with us, the titers are good and indefinite, which is super great. I know with other clients, they do expire after 10 years. Um, you know, copies of, everything has to be American Heart, of course. So mm-hmm. I haven't seen a whole lot of the, um, once upon a time, there was companies that said that they had standards off of American Heart. And obviously we never accepted those because that's how they, they, they're kind of a little sketchy with advertising about that, but just make sure all your certs are through American Heart, of course. Um, that's an important thing as well. Um, for like A1, for um, L&D, for A1, um, our um, process is that A1 is going to be good for two years. So just making sure you're keeping, you know, good with that as far as um, being up to date. That's you know, but like I said, with our basics, I mean, you know, uh, you know, PPD, our requirement is within higher, it's 90 days. And then after that, we actually are now doing just the TB questionnaire yearly instead of having to do a yearly PPD, which is so much easier for the clinician as well, not having to go and get stuck every year. Um, oh, for sure. So, yeah. So that's very much appreciated as well. How about a fit test? Do you have to do a fit test for the masks? Oof hate that word. Yes. So, <laughs> so up until, you know, recently we were, we were accepting any fit tests from any time period, but now we're, we're kind of getting back to our n- new normal. Uh, um, they are wanting to have a yearly fit test. And a lot of the times, yeah, we, that's probably one of the hardest items I think for a clinician to actually get in their own because can't go to like to CVS and say, you know, please fit test me. Cause that would be awesome if they did that, but yes, you know, we know, we know that's, that's probably one of the worst items. Now health trust is a large company you have an entire team dedicated to this i understand absolutely for just the travel side because we do you know travel per diem perm star n which is our new grad program um but just for travel side for internal health trust i think right now we have about 15 or 1600 working internally and then with our vendor partners i believe it's it's like six or seven thousand right it's it's a lot wow everything it's crazy busy right now um, you know, more so than when it was, uh, in March when things got a little wanky, um, <laughs> with everything, when COVID started, you know, we've, our businesses has been crazy, busy, busy, busy. Which, well, that's good to led. hear. Yeah. Is it mostly yeah. ICU ER that's picked up or is it across the board? Across the board. Everything's okay. been, Nick, Nick, you, probably still been one that's kind of a little bit slower, but you know, um, Nick, has always kind of trended on its own course as far as being busy or not, but. Overall, yeah, we've we've had, you know, tremendous uptick in our business and um, we're starting to see the rates start to actually lower a while again. But right now we're seeing some some rapid response come up in Virginia and Tennessee, um, which actually we just posted today. And then some of our South Carolina hospitals as well. So it's very market's very, very strange right now. And like I said, I've been doing this for a long time, so it's very hard to predict. And I think. I think NICU is planning on eight months from the start of lockdown, uh, pretty much. So that would put it at November. NICU should start yeah. to ex- really explode. And so it should be very busy for NICU from then on. Uh, that sounds like you cover a lot of different 
uh, certifications. The one that I wanted to bring up also is that we are super excited that Health Trust is bringing CPI to Travcon next year. Yeah, so, I heard a little bit about that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it, it's like, huge. A great idea. And for those who don't know what CPI is, CPI is a nonviolent crisis intervention class that's always been required every year for ER and psych uh, specialties. But more yep. and more, they're requiring it for all specialties, everybody in the hospital, because uh, family members, patients uh, can get aggressive, can get a little over the top and injuries for healthcare workers in general are going up. So more and more, we're starting to see a requirement for everybody requiring, requiring this class, this CBI class. And there's only one company in the country with multiple branches that is qualified with this blue card. So yep. Uh, we were tickled to hear that Health Trust had gotten the qualification to train instructors and provide it on their own. So rather than an incredibly expensive class, it, they charge over a thousand. It's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, the pricing on it is, is awful, huge. and they don't have the classes that often either. It's like it's very like okay, if you're in the right place at the right time, it's, then you can it, take the CPI class. It's so hard to find. So we're really excited. On top of the ACLS, BLS, PALS, A1 that we offer at, sorry, not PALS, but a, uh, yeah, ACLS, BLS, PALS, A1, and Stable that we offer at Travcom, we're now going to be able to add CPI yeah. on top of that. So that's really cool. Awesome. They're able to do it in a one-day class at a super reasonable cost because you're using your own instructors. And we'll be able to give them the blue card, which is like this unicorn. It's a really hard thing <laughs> to find on your yeah. own. So we're very excited that Health Trust is able to do that for us. It's, it's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Do you, have, uh, do you have a tip for travelers that would help them through this sea, either through the sea of credentialing or just through the sea of trying to get to the position that they want to get to? I always like to ask uh, recruit, recruiters if they have something that sticks out for them. Hey, I always find that this is what would really help me get the traveler the position that they want? I mean, I would say just make sure, so our hospitals look for, for with an HCA, not necessarily our, our external clients. Our hospitals look for three basic things and pretty much the job is gonna be yours it, it, coming through our facilities. They're looking for previous HCA experience, mm -hmm. Meditech experience, and then previous travel. Just because you don't have all of them doesn't mean you're going to be disqualified, but those three things are very important to our facilities for sure. So that, that's, that's going to put you at the top of the pile 100%. Um, coming through us directly, of course, that's going to, like, you know, our hospitals want to take the health trust clinicians directly. So mm -hmm. obviously I would encourage, you know, to come through health trust directly. Um, but obviously we do support our vendor partners as well. So it's part of, uh, you know, the volume that we have. We can't do it all by ourselves with our team. So um I think frustration comes in with the credentialing part. So like if you are through a third party, um, we do provide to all of our vendor partners, it's called the facility checklist. Every single one of our hospitals has little items listed on a checklist that um, says exactly what they need. So a lot of them, you know, say, well, we didn't tell me this, you didn't tell me that, like checklists are there. So as a clinician, you can say, hey, can I get a copy of the facility checklist? Because again, if you're feeling frustrated with your, your third party company, you can say, oh, okay, this is exactly what I need. So that way you're not going back and forth and you can be like, boom, 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 boom. 
okay, th this will make things a lot easier for me for getting credentialed through, you know, the third party through Health Trust. That's really so, cool. Uh, I, I didn't know you could actually ask for the facility checklist. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not, it's nothing, you know, it doesn't have bill rates or anything like that. You know, yeah. this is just literally just the requirements. What the facility requires. Yeah. So like you can ask, you know, the company provide it because they have, you know, we give them, they have a, a full site where they can access that and it's given to them, you know, for every facility that we have. So, I mean, it makes oh, things nice. definitely very, very easy. And I remember when I took an assignment in Florida, I had to do the PBDS test. How often do you come across that? So we, from HJ clients, we, we had it um, in Colorado and Texas, and we eliminated that, gosh, I would say almost five years ago. Um, the one of the clients that we managed externally was the uh, health out in Fort Myers. They were one of the last ones that I've heard of that we managed that still did PBDS, but last year they actually got rid of that as well. And they now do um, a newer program where they actually do remediation and whatnot. I can't think of the name of it, to be honest, because I don't have anybody currently there, but um, don't see any of that, at least with our facilities anymore. Um, Good. for, for, yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that testing was awful. And then for like Franciscan health in Washington, which we manage as well. Um, they had it years ago and all gone. So, I mean, it seems like hospitals realized that really wasn't the best tool to, you know, bring people on. Um, so, you it know, was super it, stressful. I mean, yep. you know, you pass it, but you get to your assignment, you've already done your move, you've passed everything, you're ready to go. And then you get told, if you don't pass this, uh, this you're exam, canceled. you're canceled, you're done, you're yep. out of there, and you only Awful. get one shot at it. So that was super stressful. Good to see it's on the way out. Yeah, that, I, I avoided those facilities like the plague. Of, like, it's just, it's, it's not worth it, like, you know, to have the start over. And, and some people just aren't, you know, amazing test takers like that. Exactly. And to, to me, to me, everybody always said, well, it's very um, subjective, the test. So I'm like, you know, how can you study for something like that? Like it's, you know, someone's you opinions. Like You can't study like, for eh. it. Yeah. You can't study for it. And many times it's just the verbiage. Uh, you're, you know, as a nurse, you tend to think two, three, four steps ahead and, because this is yep. a nursing test. And they're just looking for step one or they're just yep. looking for, you know, something basic, really basic stuff. basic stuff. So sometimes you overthink it. Yep. So really happy to see that go on the way out. That's great. But there's Absolutely. still still some facilities that use it and that would show up on the facility checklist, would it? Uh, that we manage, no, not, not, none of the facilities that we manage, again, outside of, of clients that we don't you know, manage, I'm sure it probably exists out there, but you know, nothing that we currently have our, our toe in has PBS testing at all anymore. So. Hmm. Yay. I know, right? <laughs> Super excited. <laughs> I was just wondering what you see as the forecast for the coming year. It's really exciting that things have picked up. Uh, do you foresee a very busy winter? Yeah. So right now we have most of our seasonal needs posted or if not starting to post again, volume right now, we're, I mean, we're still work, working on tomorrow. Um, so we do have a lot of our seasonal needs posted for January and February. Um, and the hospitals, like with our heightened rates that we have right now, a lot of the hospitals are continuing those for those seasonal needs, which is cool because we weren't sure if that was going to happen or not. So, so far we're looking pretty good because, you know, that was the kind of, you know, back of the mind. Okay. If I secure this position now at the mm -hmm. regular rate, you know, what's going to happen down the road if the rate goes up. So, you know, everybody has more of a peace of mind if they're getting secured at the high rate right now, it's locked in, you know, it, it's 
better for all parties and hospitals know, hey, we're getting somebody, you know, so right. that's a nice bonus that's going on right now. And just sure. to clarify for the listeners, uh, this is being recorded in mid-October, but it won't be aired until uh, December, early December. So just to give them a sense, things might change by the time this airs. Yeah, uh, but that's certainly, the world we live in. Yes, things change. it's very fast changing. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Eric, for everything that you've added in for us. Uh, really appreciate that, that a sort of inside glimpse into it. We, uh, we wish you the best and they know to look and look for Eric Katz or any of the, the health trust recruiters. They're a great team. Absolutely. Happy to, happy to talk to anybody who has questions. And of course, you know, I, I do post on the, the Gypsy Nurse website quite often. So um, we are a supporter of them as well. Um, so our job postings are on there and, you know, definitely reach out to me. I'm happy to assist anybody if I can. And, um, you know, Fantastic. any questions I'm and, here. and look for health trust at the tra- at Travcon 2021, because uh, they will be there and they also will be hosting the CBI class, which is awesome. So you'll be able to plan for a CBI class in September next year. Yes. Our, our, uh, leadership team, Joy, um, Crockett and Sylvia Sweezy, they're the ones who go out to Travcom every year and, they always bring good stuff. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard from them. They're like, yeah, let's go see what the health trust booth has for the giveaways. So, oh I'm sure yeah, they, I'm sure they won't disappoint as they never do out there. So that's that's kind of the thing that they'd love to do over there. So we'll we'll have some good stuff for for giveaways for sure. And it's really cool. I see posts every now and then for nurses going. You know, I'm still using pens, or for this year, they're like, I'm running out yeah. of pens. But you know, they really enjoy the the creativity that uh, the people. The, the sponsors bring to the booths. They love the yeah. creative offerings. It's, it's very cool. Well, thank you so much and uh, take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Have a good one and good luck. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at travcon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a comment below or email us at podcast at travcon.org.